and that's kind of where I started my journey. Didn't watch any videos, didn't go to any RIAs, and I freaking just hit the doors, started calling people and learned that way. And I think that's the advice that I would have for people is like, education's great, but you need to take action and then you're going to find out what you don't know real quick. If you're a real estate investor who's sick and tired of living deal to deal, then welcome home. Hear from everyday real estate investors just like you and discover how they've completely transformed their business by taking a profit-first approach. This is the Profit First for REI podcast, where we believe revenue is vanity, profit is sanity. It's time to start making profit a habit in your business. So here's your host, David Richter. Hey everyone, here's another episode of the Profit First RII Podcast with Nathan Payne, who is a real estate investor who's been successful these last four years, building seven different arms of his business, and he's got some really cool stuff today. He gets real with us as well of like the ups and downs that he's had in his cash flow and the different you know, like not being able to pay himself at some points in his business and, you know, like where he was on the other side of like what Profit First helped him do and helped him to realize is, you know, on that side. And then one huge takeaway as well. There's also a recurring theme here that I know that anyone from this podcast, if you get this theme and you run with it, you will be ultra successful. So please listen to this episode so you know exactly where you need to be in order to get you where you want to be in your life and in your real estate business. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, thank you for listening. We have Nathan Payne here, so he's here live with me. Yep. Or at least if you're listening to this podcast, he's he's right there in your ear too. But he has Investor Thrive. He's a real estate investor. He's an entrepreneur. But I want to get into you know like how he thinks about money and what you know how is that relevant to you and how in the ups and downs maybe in his life and helping you really understand that other people are going through this journey. So Nathan. So glad you're on here today. Hey, I appreciate the uh, the opportunity. Awesome. Well, let me ask you this because right now as we're recording it, real estate's being interesting, you know, interest rates going up and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. what excites you about real estate investing? Like why did you get into it and why, you know, like what still excites you about it? What excites you about real estate? Well, honestly, I love that you can always level up. You know, mm. when I first started um, real estate, I had zero knowledge four years ago. Zero knowledge. I was uh, in, in sa- the sales industry. I was in door-to-door. I would knock people's doors and try to sell them Dish Network satellite TV. Nice. But I was tired of going, you know, from area to area. Every every year you would go to a new area, like in the summer, knock. So I was tired of that. So I, I reached out to my buddy. And I said, your dad's into wholesaling and fix and flip. Let's try that. So no experience. And now after doing this for multiple, you know, many years, I've, I, it's exciting to feel like I've leveled up. Now I don't wholesale, I fix and flip. Now we're getting rentals and, you know, and then it, eventually we're going to get like more multi-units. It's just fun to, to see the progress. That's what excites me about real estate. Awesome. Yeah, that is good stuff because there's no matter where you are right now, if you're listening, that's like, that could be your journey as well too. You could be leveling yep. up no matter where you are, even if you're at square zero. Cause Nathan, it sounds like four years ago, you were at square zero for real estate uh, investing. So literally, literally zero, maybe even less than zero if you can <laughs> be there. Cause like, we, we started with $0 in this business. We were not how we got our first deal was knocking yeah. doors. I was like, Hey, I don't know how to do any marketing. Let's just go ask some people if they want to sell their house. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. So you can start further back than square zero. So see, it doesn't yeah. matter where you are right now. Yes. Nathan's a good success story on coming out on the other side. So let's talk about, cause on this show, I like talking about the money side a lot. 
Mm-hmm. What money struggles in the real estate business have you faced during the last four years? Ooh, money struggles. Well, there's been quite a few. I'll, yeah. I'll be. I'm. I'm very transparent, and honest with people. It, it, in in marketing, when you get into wholesaling or trying to market to get leads, sometimes you can really mess up. You can you, you spend a lot of money on marketing on mailers, for example. I think my first year after we got our first deal knocking, we were like, let's take all this money and let's hire cold callers. So instead of knowing about virtual assistants and the best services to use, I hired my buddies and I char- I paid them $15 an hour to call. And I was like, that's mm. a great, that's a great deal that I'm getting on calling. Like, you know, and then I, you know, after a couple months and not getting any deals, we, we ran out of money and, uh, you know, we had to start over again. Right. We had to find it, get a deal. So w- what's been our experience in the beginning was making money, spending it, not seeing a return immediately. And it's just been like a roller coaster until we were able to get like a consistent marketing channel, get better at sales. But, uh, yeah, to answer your question, it's, it's, it's been a roller coaster for us with money in the beginning. So I talk a lot about that is the, you know, the living deal to deal. So it sounds like it was kind of deal to deal there of like up and down, make money, spend money that you're in that position. Do you think a lot of other investors live in that arena too? And they live deal to deal, bro. You're looking at the deal to deal, like put me on a poster <laughs> of the guy that's living deal to deal. That was yeah. me. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're wholesaling, I think there are a lot of investors that live deal to deal because they'll 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 make 30k, right? Whatever, yeah. 20k, 15k, yeah. have to pay off their expenses and their marketing, and then they go back down to like two or three or whatever, and then they get another deal, and it's literally that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So. Why do you think people stay stuck there? You know, like why do wholesalers or even fix it flippers, why do you think a lot of people live deal to deal and just, you know, is it because they're just spending everything or what, in your opinion, keeps someone there? I think personally, I think there's a couple of things. I don't think they take enough action. Okay. When I, when I was doing those living deal to deal is, you know, I was now what I compare to what I do now to what I was doing then, I thought I was busy then or doing enough, but yeah. I wasn't right. So the marketing and the action was not uh, enough. T- and that's why we kept doing this. Right. Yeah. And another thing is um, sometimes it can take a while, like the cash conversion cycle can mm. take a while. Yeah. So if you get a deal under contract, you know, and you wholesale, it might, let's just say, two, two weeks to, you know, uh, a month to get it, to get paid on that. Well, you had to negotiate that deal. So it didn't really take you two weeks to get that deal. It took you maybe a month, two, three months. So the cash conversion cycle can be longer than what people think it is in real estate. And that's, I think that's why it happens a lot too. So I like the cash conversion cycle. So if you've never heard of that, that's where you have, when you first start talking to someone or, you know, like the lead comes in to when you actually sell it and you get money in your bank account, like how long is that time? And I've exactly. never heard those answers before on the show. So that's awesome. Like getting a different perspective, not enough action taking and then not <laughs> knowing, you know, like how long does it take you to get the actual money in? Yep. But no, that's really good stuff. Then how about, because obviously in profit first, it's making sure you're paying yourself, that you're taking the profit out at the beginning. Did you ever struggle along the real estate investing journey to pay yourself? Bro, I'm glad you brought me on the show. Yes, of course. <laughs> I think there was a time uh, two years ago where 
we weren't even paying ourselves because we were looking at this as like, hey, we're making an investment. We got to pay our employees. We got to pay the marketing. Let's not worry about paying ourselves. And we were in a situation, me and my business partner that were running this company, like luckily our wives work. So we were able to live mm. off of what they made. So it, I think that might've been a handcuff too, to be like, hey, if we're not paying ourselves, it's okay. So yeah. it was a double-edged sword. But yeah, we, we looked at it as we were making an investment and it was okay. But then, you know, read the book Profit First and, um, you know, have gone to other masterminds and they're like, you guys got to pay yourselves. So once we started paying ourselves first, we were able to cut things that didn't need to be done, spent. We were able to run more effect efficiently. Yeah. I really like what you said too, about that being the handcuff. You know, it's like I relied on something else, so I didn't have to be as efficient. You know, it's like I could, I didn't have to pay myself. So why do it? And that that's a very interesting perspective too, because I think a lot of people get to that position. They're like, Oh, I, you know, I still have my W2 job. So why do I have to do this? No, I really exactly. like that answer. Cause I think that'll resonate with a lot of people. Sometimes yeah. you have to burn those bridges, not meaning that you have to uh, get divorced or, or make your <laughs> wife get, uh, you know, stop working, yeah. but it's like almost not relying on that, even if you, even if you have it coming in. A hundred percent. Awesome. Okay. Then as far as profit first goes, when you first heard that message, did it resonate with you or was it more like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I could do this or cause I get conflicting answers all the time. Oh, resonated 100%. I, I loved it. I was like, yeah. man, I need to start paying myself. I need to allocate the funds to separate accounts so I know where this money's actually going. Because, you know, if you just have it going into one account, it just flies out and you're you're like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> right. right. But if you don't allocate it, then it's hard to keep track. Even if you have like bookkeeping and QuickBooks, it's, it's still kind of difficult. Yeah. So having... So knowing about that and talking a little bit before the show, you say that you like at least allocated now and you get it into the place. So does that give you more confidence, clarity? Like what does that help just having that mindset now? Oh man, it, it really gives you the confidence um, that you're running a bit. I mean, you actually feel like you're running a business mm. at this point. That's yeah. how I felt. I was like, Hey, we actually know where the money's going. Cause when you're first starting, I think you don't really, keep track of it. I mean, maybe, maybe there, I'm not like a, a financial guru or someone yeah. that really was good at numbers in the beginning. So when the, we made the money and it went out, came in, came out, that was just kind of how it was. Uh, I totally get that. And honestly, everyone listening is probably not a financial guru either. And a lot of the people out in the vesting world aren't the financial guru. So it's like, yep. you just got to have a system that works for you. Cool. Well, I like to ask some other questions just around money as well, too, because that usually, you know, like we're playing the money game. We're not just playing real estate. We're playing the money game. Like, how does the money flow? So what early lessons about money did you learn and that might have handcuffed you when you started your business? Like, did you have poor mid -class, middle class? Like, did you have these types of mindsets that were kind of weighing you down at all when you first got into real estate investing? <sighs> It was interesting because I made really good money doing door to door. I, I ran yeah. a couple teams and all that money would just go into one account and the account just was big. And I was just <laughs> like, I don't know what to do with it. And through learning from my brother-in-law and other mentors of like, you need to put that into other buckets, right? Yeah. I, I didn't really have that knowledge getting it th that well when I was in real estate, but I've learned it over time that you have to really allocate your money. Uh, but, but I guess my bad habit was it used to just go into one fund and yeah. I grew up middle-class. Um, and my, my parents, you know, they're great parents, but obviously yeah. didn't, we didn't have a ton of money. So we, 
no one really taught us what to do with money. Yeah, I hear that a lot. D, and that's where, you know, just getting that education, even where you are now, it's like, at least it's out there now. Now we can have that that type of education to be able to know what to do with the money. Because if you don't have business parents, how are you supposed to know business 101 or, you know, like finance 101? They're doing the best that they can, you know, yeah. like with what they were given. So I totally get where you're coming from there. What's a lesson that you've learned up to this point that you would want to pass on either to like, you know, next generation or investors here, like as far as it comes to what you've learned about money? Oh man. Well, I, uh, it's actually one of our slogans. It's consistent action. And I think like when you asked that question, I just thought like, Hey, yeah. if you want to be successful with money, or, or anything in business, you have to be consistent. Whether that means with money, like if the money's, you have to be consistent with paying yourself. You know, you can't just be like, okay, we've had a down month. <laughs> Let's just not pay ourselves. Right. So I right. think being consistent in what you do is the key to success from what I've seen. Um, and, and just not, not making excuses. Yeah. Well, that, those are two really good points. I think that, you know, not making excuses and then consistent action, because I hear that's a reoccurring theme in your life, it sounds like, because you said before, one of the big things was, you know, taking action. And that's why people mess up, you know, like live deal to deal. They're not taking that action. And then you just brought it up again. Would you say that's one of your keys to success, like in the real estate world that you just take action over and over again? Oh, man, I. If you tell me something that works for you, I'm going to try it and I'm, I'm just going to go for yeah. it. That's like the one thing that I think is e- either uh, a weakness I have or a strength, but I, I go take action without even really doing the research sometimes. Yeah. I just go for it. Yeah. And um, yeah, that, that would be, I, I think that's why maybe it's taken me a little longer to be successful because I just go for it yeah. and, and then learn. But yeah, I think that's, that's what's helped me. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's, I like that a whole lot better than sitting on the sidelines your whole life and never doing anything with anything that anyone that's been successful has taught you. So, so you say you're fixing flipping a lot now. So what other businesses do you do? Cause you've got the investor thrive, you know, you've got that, you've got the fix and flip business, you buying some rentals too. So is that what you're doing in real estate currently? Yeah. So we mainly focus on wholesaling and fix and flip right now. Um, if, uh, you know, rentals, we're wanting to get more into that, but it's been a business of uh, offer on homes is, is our company. Yeah. We make offers on homes. Um, that's like wholesaling, fix and flip investor thrive is a company dedicated to helping people succeed, not only in real estate, but in their personal lives. So like it's, mm. it's, it's two things. Cool. And then we have, you know, you, you know how it is as you grow in this space and you grow a following there's people need services, right? Like v- virtual assistants. We're starting a virtual assistant service. Uh, cause we have connections to virtual assistants that are great. And we're going to, you know, I guess, uh, hand them out or set, set people up with VA. So the businesses, the main businesses we have right now are, uh, our real estate business, our coaching business and VA business. And as it grows, you know, we'll provide other services. Okay. Very cool. I like all the stuff that you're doing since you've started the different businesses and you have those different things over these four years that you've been in real estate, what's the hardest lesson you've learned on this journey so far? Man. Hiring, hiring the right people mm. is, is the game changer. Yeah. Cause I use, I mean, if you, I, I use Asana, which is a project management tool Yeah, and just the way my brain works is I'll, I'll just jot down thousands of things that I think are important. So like acknowledging what's important and then delegating it. Right. Cause I can't do everything. I wish right. I could, 
but hiring like solid team members has been like the best thing in my life where I can just be like, Hey, I need you to do this. And they do it better than I can. And it's like the, the best feeling ever. No, that's, that is good stuff. You're never going to get to where you want to go alone and you get to bring other people along on that journey yeah. and help them as well too. Now that's a great lesson. And did you ever run into a, a bump in the road because you didn't r- hire the right person or anything up to this point? Oh, man, there's too many bumps, too many yeah. bruises out there. <laughs> I, I'll give you an example. Yeah. Someone came to me and was like, Nate, I really want to learn how to wholesale. I have been studying for eight months and I'm like, wow, okay, well, I have a mentorship. Would you like to join it? And he's like, I'm broke. I have no money. So he lived here. He was a friend of a buddy. So I said, okay, let's give you a shot. So I hired him, trained him for two weeks before he got on the phone. This was a mistake. I gave him two weeks. We got him all prepped. Finally, after two weeks, it's time for him to get on the phone and the dude quits within 30 minutes. He says, this isn't for me. I can't do this. And he leaves. So wow. I just spent all my time, my team's time training this guy who I thought was so gung-ho, seven months, eight months, and he in 30 minutes of taking action, he's done. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, chalk that up to that's happened probably a lot um, yeah. and it won't happen again. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Been there, done that, have the t-shirt. So I, that's, uh, that's rough, you know, especially when you put the time and effort into it and then it's like, they just walk away. It's like, come on, what's going on here? So there you go. I think there's some good lessons to be learned from that. If you're listening to this, just a couple other questions here. What advice would you give to investors to like just general advice to the real estate investing community here? Like just last minute type stuff. Again, it comes down to consistent action. I think I talked to a lot of people who, like Nate, you know, I've been watching this. You, I've been watching Jerry Norton or YouTube videos for a year or two, and and I'd love to get into real estate. I'm like, well, have you picked up the phone yet? Have you talked to anyone about real estate? Have you gone to any RIAs? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, what are you doing? Like, you can watch all the videos in the world, but you're not going to get there anywhere. And that's kind of where I started my journey. Didn't watch any videos, didn't go to any RIAs, and I freaking just hit the doors, started calling people, and learned that way. And I think that's the advice that I would have for people is like education's great, but you need to take action and then you're going to find out what you don't know real quick. Yeah, (laughs) it is. It's that knowledge and action. Like it's like, if you take action, you know what knowledge you don't have and then you go get knowledge and take that action. But it has to be that continuous loop there or you will never get where you really want to be. No, I've loved this so far. So you're in wholesaling, fix it, flip it. You do some of the, you know, you have some rentals and then you're also, you know, helping people with Investor Thrive. I really like that as well, too. We've talked about some of the bumps in the road that you have, that you've had with hiring people. And then oh, yes. I do, I like the recurring theme of taking action. No, so I really do love that uh, because you. that's probably one of the biggest things that I think most most people would say that that's where the super successful are as well too. They're all they're constantly taking action, and they're just like you said at the beginning, they've leveled up and they're leveling up, and then they're just leveling up the type of action that they're taking as well yeah. too. So. I mean, we met in a mastermind group. Yep. I mean, would I've joined the mastermind group a year, like four years ago, a year ago, probably not. I wasn't mm. ready. Yeah, but they, I might not even be ready now. They might be like, "What is this guy doing in here?" But uh, yeah, it's it's you got to level up and you got to take action. I mean, do I belong in that group? I'm about to find out. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. It's you get around those type of people, and then you become more like them. It's the Jim Rohn statements of like you become the the what the five average people around you. So it's like. 
that's where you got to get those people that are around you that are yeah. that you don't feel worthy to be around. But now Nathan's been awesome inside, you know, like he was at one of these last meetings and one of these things. I know that, uh, that you're doing a lot of good stuff, helping a lot of people. You want to be this mastermind too is like invitation only. So it's like, you have to know other people to even get into yeah. this one. So you, an you, honor. I was going to say, you've got that network figured out. Uh, so how would you say that? Maybe that could be one of the last questions here is like, how has network helped you in the re- building the real estate business that you've had up to this point? It's been the key. I know people say go network and then people are like LinkedIn. They start thinking like, what do they mean right. network, right? Now, it's been the, the, the biggest game changer because I've uh, jumping into these masterminds and seeing what the truly successful are doing. I've literally just modeled what I do after them. I'm like the biggest copycat. Yeah. I'll just ch- I'll just see. I do what they're doing. So that's, that's been the greatest thing is surrounding myself with people that are better and just being like, Hey, I see this guy's done this on click funnels or this guy's done this on his uh, flipping business. I'm going to try that. Yeah. Like that. No, that's really good. No, I, I love that. So it's like getting around the right people, taking that action. Well, this has been a lot of good stuff. I really have enjoyed this. I, the, like I said, the recurring theme here, if you haven't listened to this episode, you probably got a snippet of it at the beginning, middle, and end. Take action. Do something from this episode, whether it's connecting with another person, whether it's connecting with Nathan or us or whoever. Like, Get someone in your life that you need that will help you get to where you want to be. So Nathan... You provided a ton of value here. How do our listeners provide value back to you? Like, how can they get in touch with you? Investor Thrive, what's it about? Or like, whatever you want to say. Oh, I'd love, I'd love for anyone watching this to get a hold of me or check out the stuff we have going because that's what I'm trying to do is just provide value. So, investorthrive.com, it's, uh, it literally lays out all the resources. We're in the phase of building, like making a better site. There's a, but anyway, it literally lays out all the resources that an investor would need to get started for free. All the technologies, the softwares as a free course. So check out investorthrive.com. I'm here, it's basically there to help you succeed. And then you can hit me up on Instagram at Nathan Payne Official or go to my YouTube channel, um, Nathan Payne at Nathan Payne Investor Thrive TV. So you, if you go to any either of those three, you won't be disappointed. There you go. You heard it here. That's how you get a hold of Nathan. And we'll make sure that we put that in the show notes. Nathan, it's been awesome having you on the show. I think a lot of value here. And just like like I said, take action, people. Please do that, which we'll give you an actual thing that you can do from here. If you don't want to be stuck in the real estate rat race, living deal to deal like Nathan was, or if you want to make sure you're paying yourself, head over to simplecfo.com. That's where you can click on the link to get a call scheduled with us. We'd love to hop on, see if we're the right fit for you to help you get that stuff in order. You don't have to worry about it. Or we can pin you to someone in our network. Like Nathan, I just want to make sure we're providing value, getting you to where you want to be. Remember though, no matter what, to start making a profit, a habit in your business. Thank you so much. This episode of the Profit First for REI podcast is over, but there are plenty more where that came from. Are you ready to learn how David and his team can help implement the Profit First system in your business? Schedule a discovery call at simplecfo.com right now. We'll see you next time on the Profit First for REI podcast with David Richter.